Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Tom Korski is back with us. We always enjoy speaking with Tom, the executive editor of Blacklock's Reporter. And, uh, yeah... What a what a I don't know what to call it, Tom. It's 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 a week like few others, or nine days like few others in our contemporary history in this country, where people are all pulled together and are absolutely um, determined that their point of view is the correct one. I just ask you, first of all, welcome. Good to talk to you. Oh, thank you, thank you, Roy. My mother told me I should always say hello. <laughs> Moms are never wrong. <laughs> They're never wrong. Uh, can I just start with this one? What have you been hearing, and what is Blacklock's reporter at Minding Ottawa on Twitter? What have you been hearing? What have you come across as far as what's been said by members of Parliament about the convoys and about the um, and and about the protests? Oh, very uh, compelling and unfortunate remarks, uh, Roy. I think. The Prime Minister said before the trucks ever hit town that this was a fringe group with unacceptable views, and that has been the tunnel-like focus of some people. I don't know why. They've looked for it, and where they couldn't find it, they made it up. You mentioned what happens after sundown. I've walked up and down these protests uh, 48 times before the sundown. The sun is up in the morning, and after it goes uh, down at night, I haven't seen anything that was described by members of Parliament in terms of attempted assaults, uh, violent felonies that went unreported and uninvestigated by police. I haven't seen that. In fact, we saw preliminary data from the Ottawa Police Department suggesting that the street crime rate actually went down in Centertown. That's the district where these blockades are taking place, which makes sense. There's no traffic, Roy, and the place is crawling with constables. You can't throw a snowball without hitting a policeman. Yeah, and what do you? What's your sense? I'm going to take you a little sideways here, Tom. What's your sense? You're in Ottawa. What's your sense of what's going on today in the in the nation's capital? Well, well this is you know. I mean, you see the range of uh, of people. I, I I think I saw a man dancing with his wife, their children with flags, having barbecues. So you know, so it's it's pretty relaxed and happy. This protest is about though. It's about uh, like every protest. You know this, Roy. That's just a, de- a democracy letting off steam. And yes. that means water's boiling somewhere. And if, if you, if I was a public office holder, I'd kind of keep an eye on that. I know there are some public office holders who want to tap this down. That doesn't make the boiling water go away. All you do then is create a bomb. But I have been out and around a lot in my office. They're 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 honking their horns right outside my window, Roy. I have not seen dangerous situation. The chief of police said that. I have not seen insurrection, former chief of staff to the prime minister said that. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, but you're right. Um, if something, uh, steam is being let off, something's boiling somewhere. Great metaphor. Let's talk about a couple of other things that you reported. On the Black Locks Reporter, Governor Macklem of the Bank of Canada has been, uh, what, roasted over taking a big swing and missing on the inflation targets. <laughs> 
and spectacularly, you know, Babe Ruth got into the Hall of Fame by striking out six times out of ten, but it can't be ten out of ten. No. And that's where Governor Macklem is. Yeah. Their inflation forecasts have been terrible, and I mean dreadful. And it's almost as if they keep hoping people forget what they said six months ago. Governor Macklem appears in Senate National Finance Committee, and there was a longtime Senator Elizabeth Marshall, former provincial auditor, Newfoundland and Labrador, and said, you are not getting it, bud. Uh, you have a credibility gap, she said. That's not good in a bank of Canada. It's not. That's a big problem if people don't believe their central bank. You have to be able to, you know, I mean, you can take it to the bank. That's why we have that phrase. And they are, their inflation forecasts have been just truly dreadful. They have completely underestimated the scope and the damage of the rising cost of living, Roy. Yeah. Philip Cross, who was the chief statistician for StatScan for many years, was on this program uh, last weekend. And he says StatScan's 4.8% official number for inflation is way low. He said it's at least 6% and maybe higher. So, he made some interesting points, yeah. It's, uh, and he, he made those remarks, uh, Roy, what he told you. He, he said to the Commons Finance Committee, uh, very interesting. I mean, it's all methodology, right? No one ever reads the fine print except a guy like Phil Cross. Yeah. When they don't, for instance, include the uh, price of uh, used cars. Uh, they do in the United States. That's why they get 6%. They don't in Canada. That's why we get 4.8. My car's for sale. It is. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not asking. <laughs> oh, my God. It always happens when you and I talk. <laughs> it's sitting in my driveway. It's for sale. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, go, let's get on to something more significant. Although, for me, it's very significant. Um, Aaron O'Toole. Uh, you, you, uh, Blacklock reporter, I've had my moments at Aaron O'Toole as CPC members face the fourth leader in seven years. Tom, context, please. This is what failure looks like. It's a tough business. It's a really tough business. Uh, politics and sports, I think, would be the toughest business going. Well, after ma actually radio and our business, <laughs> actually, when I think about it, <laughs> and, and I can hear someone saying, yeah, no farming, it's small business. Yeah, oh, tough, tell me about it. Uh, but in their business, there's, uh, they, they have established a precedent now. This is a precedent, really, within that party, and it will become popularized. Uh, you don't get a second, third, fourth chance. And he had one chance, and his predecessor had one chance, and the, the party was deeply unhappy. And this is what failure looks like. It's never pretty. It's always costly, and people feel hot and angry. But they want to get a new leader, and they want to do it quickly, because minority parliament, you know that, Roy, it can, it can go to pieces at any time. Yes, he can, very quickly. And they can be taken advantage of. Mr. Kretchen did that. Well, quite right. Oh, and he, when he had the vote splitting between conservatives and reformers, all went right. on for years, right. absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Pablo Rodriguez and the Internet Regulation Bill. Please, fill in the blanks on this one. Uh, everyone remembers famous Bill C-10 that lapsed in the last parliament. It just became a car wreck, and this was a bill where they were going to regulate YouTube videos intended for private viewing as if they were TV or radio broadcast, not the same thing. And there was an exemption in the bill, C-10, that specifically said, Mom and Pop, you're sitting at home, you want to upload a video. Videos you enjoy viewing in the privacy of your home are no one's business. And then they waited until a Friday afternoon and a quiet, quiet Friday, 
and the Commons Heritage Committee and the Government Caucus pulled a sneaky and they pulled out that exemption. Well, the fur hit the fire and uh, the bill wound up getting stranded. You'll never guess what Cabinet did this time. Presumably, assuming that everyone has amnesia, reintroduced a very similar <laughs> regulation bill with a YouTube exemption. Only this time... Everyone has the uh, intelligence and the uh, knowledge of, of what they're capable of in committee. It's going to be interesting to see. But cabinet has a fetish to regulate the internet, unlike every other cabinet we've had in the internet age. Uh, Roy, they they they've made it absolutely clear the internet is unsafe. It's just not safe for men, women, and children, and only the government can make the internet safe for you. Thank God we have them. Well, they they feel that way. Yes. No, I know. I know. Uh, there's a little sarcasm or cynicism in my voice. Well, there's no doubt, Roy. I mean, if it yeah. wasn't for the government, there would be people having barbecues and, and dancing and, and doing, watching, reading God knows what on the Internet. God help then us. We might we... be having fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so nice to have the supervision of... Um, of the folks in, the, in Ottawa. Okay, one other one here. Now, we've talked a lot about ethics and ethics rules and regulations, and we have a prime minister who specializes in violating ethics and has been uh, hauled onto the carpet several times for doing so. And and so there there's the possibility that other than just uh, paying a $500 fine and, uh, as you wrote in uh, Blacklocks, uh, being, uh, receiving a severe frowning, uh, things may change. It's interesting. The, uh, that's under a, a, an act. It's confusing because there's an act and a code. The act, the maximum penalty for a breach of the Conflict of Interest Act, as you mentioned, is a $500 fine. I think that's a regular parking uh, <laughs> uh, uh, under bylaw enforcement. Yeah. Under the Conflict of Interest Code, not the law, not the act, the code for MPs, the maximum penalty for a breach of the Conflict of Interest Code is possibly a public apology and a severe frowning. And that's it. And the uh, House Ethics Committee uh, had a meeting, and the Ethics Commissioner, Commissioner Dion, went and said, yeah, you know, you might want to maybe put a little, t- maybe kind of just give it a try. Just put a little, a little bit of a stick in there. It's something a little more than, than, hey, I'm sorry. And, and, and then everyone stares at their shoes. There have been two MPs so far, two MPs in history under that code, who have had to apologize. Uh, apparently it was quite painful, right? Yes, I imagine. And I would think, Tom, there might be an occasion for someone to apologize each and every day. <laughs> John Wayne said apologizing is a sign of weakness. But he was yes, just a indeed. dumbass. He's just yeah, a dumbass. No. Yeah. You want to buy a car, Tom? <laughs> what is the least you would have <laughs> oh no that's not where we start that is not where we start <laughs> if you want to hear more subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify Stitcher or wherever you find your favorites and if you like what you hear leave us a review and tell a friend I'm Roy Green have a great weekend 